Um, now for today's Tuesday report. Andrew Dembina is interviewing um, John Doherty, the founder and MD of Sip Free, which is a new distributor of non-alcoholic beer and spirits. And they're going to f- tell us a little bit more about where this growing segment of the drinks industry is heading. And for a teetotaler like me, I am fascinated to find out. Hi Andrew, how are you? My name's John Doherty. Obviously just to give you a quick introduction uh, about myself and about Sip Free, a non-alcoholic company. I arrived in Hong Kong in 1991 and uh, I've been working in the beer business uh, through that time. And over the last 18 months, I've went from alcoholic beer to non-alcoholic beer and spirits, which is quite a turnaround. What prompted that decision? Briefly, I was at a pop-up event to do with soya milk. And when I got speaking to a lot of people, I couldn't believe how many people was uh, so healthy, not drinking. Then it got me thinking. And through the last year, I've come up with some amazing brands. I just want to ask, it seems like about two or three years ago that we first saw some quality non alcoholic spirits and uh, I've got to mention it in passing but Seedlip was the one that dropped into Hong Kong first and arguably it was something that was going to appeal to just a few people that wanted to have a good quality non-alcoholic cocktail let's say a gin and tonic that they'd be happy drinking if they were a teetotaler. Is that where the basis do you think of these non-alcoholic premium spirits has come from? Well I mean there's a lot of good products out there and there's a lot of bad products out there Mm. When you look in supermarkets, you'll see hundreds of different products, Mm. uh, good quality. From the aspect of drinking non-alcoholic, it's to do with well-being, it's to do with rather than having a Coca-Cola, you know, you can have a beer with less calories, of course. Was Hong Kong a bit late to the party with this, or have we been on trend with the rest of the world in non-alcoholic quality drinks? I do hate to say, I think we are a bit behind at the moment. Obviously, it's a learning process for the consumers and customers. I think briefly I, I look at uh, I look at my own products. Uh, we do a pale ale, we do a bock, and we do the spirits. However, when I go look at the beers, I don't have a pilsner, I don't have a lager, and for that reason, there's definitely not enough quality. Is that because we're still in early days of development of those different styles of beer, and perhaps there are other spirits that haven't been produced yet anywhere in the world? With the products that we have, uh, when you look at the IPA, you know, you get a lot of body, a lot of floral, which you would get with an original IPA. However, when you have a lager, there's just, it's basically water and malt. Mm. There's no body and there's no texture. But now it's came on leaps and bounds. It's funny you should say that because uh, before this interview we were just talking and I do remember a long time ago when non-alcoholic beers came out, they were always lager and they always had almost no taste. Has it not really moved on much in the last few decades, do you think? It's now absolutely gone so strong. Very hard to compare the beers on the market alcoholic against non-alcoholic. It's that good. When the brewers approach a non-alcoholic beer, the process that they go through. Is it that different from normal beer making? Uh, it's a funny story. We had a, a brewmaster about five months ago uh, who works in Hong Kong and he's uh, dead against non-alcoholic beer. So we done a quick test. We took the label off and he came in one morning and we yeah. asked him, can you taste the IPA that we're bringing in from overseas? And basically he tasted it and he's going, wow, that's a great product, lovely taste. And actually we took the, the bottle out and we showed him the label and he couldn't believe it was a non-alcoholic beer. Wow. And he was not very pleased either. <laughs> Lost a bit of face there. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Okay, let's start off with the van industry. Uh, this is a family-owned company from uh, Netherlands in Utrecht, and they have three non-alcoholic beers. They've uh, got really funky labels, but I always say it's about the taste. This is the one that filled the brewer, <laughs> and believe me, it'll fill a few more people in the coming okay. weeks and months and years ahead. All right. You look at that. Tell me well, that. I mean, pouring a beer. there's a cloudiness that is uh, obvious when it's first poured. It then clears, which is often the sign of a of an IPA or a, or a good beer. If you could only smell the aromas. Oh, that would fool someone. It's uh, fruity, citrusy. It's very much like an IPA. There is something in the back of the throat which mm. isn't there, and that's the alcohol. That's the alcohol. You can have 10 of these and you'll wake up in the morning bright and happy, no hangover. Well, that's always a plus. That is a plus, <laughs> especially at this time. And, you know, with, with that selection, you know, with the diversity, because uh, back, you know, we have the stout. You know, who would ever think that you could have a non-alcoholic stout? Yeah. Again, the texture, the quality, you really gets the, the milkiness. Uh, and I'm not comparing it against the original stouts that you get mm -hmm. from Ireland yeah. or... Wherever, you know, people will say, oh, well, you can't do a comparison. Actually, when you taste it, there is a similarity. Mm -hmm. But that brings up an interesting question. It's perhaps the same with uh, mock meat that's become quite popular yeah. recently. Should the producer be trying really to replicate exactly the same experience or should the drinker know that there are going to be some differences and that's the way it is? It can't be the same and they shouldn't be looking for too much of the same mm -hmm. experience. What do you think? Well, actually, when when you take uh, Lyos, the spirits from Australia, that is intended to mimic the same taste when you have a Negroni. You know, when you have a Negroni and it's non-alcoholic, you still have that experience that you're facing, well, am I drinking an alcoholic? Am I not drinking an alcoholic? So you're replicating it and it's a bit like the meat also. So people are eating healthier. Yeah. And they get the same texture, the same as the beverages. For example, the calories on a beer is 180 to 220. Mm. The beers that we are serving at this moment is between 60 and 80 calories. Ah. So right. you can see the significant difference. Uh, is that the same with spirits? Are they lower calories? Spirits are lower, lower calories. Obviously, with the alcohol, it's yep. been taken out. About half yeah, as well? There. Uh, I would say it's slightly less. You know, you're getting that experience, but at the same time, you're getting the wellness. So we have an American malt here. Uh, as you can see, the colour, uh, again, replicates very much like any other malt in the market. Yeah. Let's taste it and let's... So you get that little bit of burning sensation that you would get with malts. That's very surprising, yeah. actually. That is there. Yeah. And that's the thing that people think sometimes with an alcohol-free drink may not be there. Yeah, that's, again, you're replicating that taste. Even when you taste the, the body on it, again, you feel it. Put it right on the back. You do. Burning sensation. You do. And, and it coats the whole tongue like, yeah. a, like a spirit would to a certain extent. Yeah. And we're drinking a Liars American malt, which is basically taking the qualities of uh, a bourbon. But it's it's in a mix. It's in an old-fashioned mix. Yeah, it's in an old-fashioned mix. So the, the, the fact that we're still getting that sensation of a, of a spirit when it's not just uh, drinking it neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and again, th these type of products, you know, whether you're at home as well, it's good for somebody who wants to be a cocktail king. 
So this is an Aussie maker. Is it is it new to the market? Yeah, they've been going around about two years, so they're relatively new, and we are lucky enough to be the official distributor mm. uh, launching it here. How many brands now are there of a decent quality that are competing against each other in the alcohol-free premium spirits area? I would say hundreds now. Really? So, you know, whether you go to Jamaica, to South America, you go to the States, there's so many independent makers. Mm. Is it more common for them to start from scratch as an alcohol-free spirit maker, or are there a number of them that are originally spirit makers that go for alcohol-free versions? I think it's a bit like the craft beer market. You know, people tend to say, okay, I can improve in the spirit. Let me, let's see how I can work on this. So they, they have that way of looking at the product. Back to the beer again. Yeah. The beers do have 0.5% uh, alcohol in there. Yeah. Is, there. is there a reason that they can't be 0%? In Europe, anything at 0.5 is classed as non-alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. It's like if you have a banana or yeah. if you have an orange juice, yeah. there's actually more alcohol in a banana or an orange juice than there is in this bottle of beer, 0.5. All to do with fermentation. That's where it comes from. Is the alcohol present in those fruits that you mentioned um, as you eat it? Or does it ferment in the guts to form that alcohol? <laughs> it ferments both ways in there. But yes, orange juice and banana. So the next time you're having a banana, think of the trace of alcohol in oh, the banana. Interesting. Yeah. Another question that people will naturally ask is about the pricing. Yeah. How do you compare the pricing of non-alcohol <laughs> products with alcohol products? I think it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. It goes back to the quality and the product. Van der Streek is very much a, a craft uh, mm. non-alcoholic beer. You know, it's a family-run company. Yeah. Uh, they've taken time. Uh, it's a limited. It's not mass-produced. There's a lot of time and effort put yeah. into that. And that's why the price is on par with okay. alcoholic top premium brands that match alcoholic premium brands. So it's early days for you, John, and you launched in January this year, yeah. uh, working uh, a year ahead of that. What do you expect will be next for the alcohol-free market? Uh, we are looking at different products, high-end as well. Something that's totally different. For example, I was in Japan and I was speaking to one of my friends there and he was telling me about non-alcoholic sake. Hmm. Now, I've never tried a non-alcoholic sake. I've got no idea but maybe if you ask me next week when the bottle arrives, I'll let you know <laughs> ah. I'm there. Okay, and I mean, there are non-alcoholic wines out there too, aren't there? Is that an yeah. area you might dabble in? What do you think about the quality of non-alcoholic wines? Yeah, we're looking for a real high-end premium portfolio, very limited and very specialised. As I say, I've been working on this for the last year. I've tasted many, many wines. However, I've just not found one that I would, mm. it fits the portfolio. So we're in Hong Kong, which may have a different kind of palate, if you like, from other parts of the world. What do you uh, think would be the most popular non-alcoholic drink, whether it's beer, spirits, wine, in Hong Kong for the market here? I think uh, Prosecco, uh, the feedback that I've had, many people are asking for a Prosecco. However, in the market at the moment, it's mostly very sweet. Uh, the Prosecco that we're looking at is a, a dry Prosecco. And I think for us, it's really something that would take off here in Hong Kong. Have you tasted any? Are they convincing? Uh, I've not tasted the dry one. Uh, however, I've tasted many of the sweeter mm. ones. And it's very much like a grape juice. You know, why would you pay for drinking grape juice? So it's looking for that something on and above that uh, station. 
Okay, so the times that we're in right now obviously are not the best ones for people to be going out trying, but you think the future is bright for non-alcoholic drinks in Hong Kong? Yeah, I think the future is very bright for non-alcoholic beers, wine, spirits, actually increasing our online, so sales at this time is actually growing, so we know that there's a market out there for it, and it will increase. Sounds like healthy stuff. Thanks very much, and good luck, John. Thank you very much. That was John Doherty, the founder of Sip Free Non-Alcoholic Drinks Company, and he was talking to Tuesday food and drink reporter, reporter Andrew Dembina. Thank you so much for that. I, I as I mentioned before, the, um, the report there, I am teetotal, and I am parched listening to that report. I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but the thought of a ice-cold, alcohol-free, beautifully handcrafted beer sounds delightful right now to me and I'm sure it does to many other people. I'm going to be a little bit optimistic at the moment with our social distancing playlist ideas and I'm going to, I've chosen this song which is how I hope we're going to progress. Um, This is Sting and we'll be together and I'd like to add in brackets someday. (laughs) 